Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right, hello everybody and welcome back to another Strictly Hip Hop podcast. And here with me is the guy who actually makes my beats for my podcast, Will Wade. Hey, what's up? I'm here. I finally made it back. Yeah, Will Wade finally made it back. For those of you that don't know, he was on the Chance Coloring Book Album Review, one of my most popular podcasts to date. And he is back here for another album, and this is Travis Scott, Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. All right, so without further ado, let's introduce the new Strictly Hip Hop introduction beat made by will beat god wade Once again, Will Wade, thank you for that introduction beat. Now, let's get into it. Will, what were your initial thoughts? Expectations? Of, yeah, or expectations, rather. I think, I think originally, I'm a huge Travis fan, first of all. I think I need to start with saying that. So, I've, I've bought into all the hype for him. I thought this was going to be, like, a great atmospheric album, you know? Mm-hmm. Great great beat selection. That's usually his thing. Great, mm-hmm. great atmospheric tone. Overall, I was just expecting like music you vibe to, you dance to, that kind of thing. Right, and and really hype music. Yeah, yeah. My my, I was expecting a lot of hype tracks. I was expecting some amazing productions, like you said, those intoxicating and atmospheric vibes that he's known for. Yes, uh, just very melodic um, and melodic flows, and I, also great features and interesting collaborations because throughout his career, especially with Rodeo, uh, he had some he had some very interesting features, and so like I feel yeah. like he's He's a very versatile rapper, so I thought I thought this was going to lead to some very interesting features. He definitely has an experimental yes. streak in him sometimes, which which, uh, which is good and bad. But uh, let's let's get into the positives. Let's start with the positives. So for me, one of the first positives is just the intro track right off the beginning, yes. the end. Oh my god! Uh, it's amazing start to the album, and it has a three stacks feature. So I mean, you you can't get any better than that. Andre compliments the song so much, and. It was awesome because, like, I think with how how versatile Outkast was, I think this was, like, one of the only sounds we hadn't heard Andre on. Yeah, a trap like, beat kind yeah, of Yeah, like a trap beat, like, modern. He's dropping these hard yeah. lyrics over, yeah. over a trap beat. Yeah, it was it was great. Well, what were your thoughts on that track? I love that track. I think Travis always has a great intro to all of his albums. And I think this one definitely met my expectations. Yeah. The drums, yeah. I love the drums on this song especially. Like, they're really tight, I don't know. Yeah, they they sound tight and they sound clean. And then mm-hmm. one of the things is that I'll get into this later in the in the podcast is 
the whole idea that he doesn't list his features. So, like, the Andre 3000 came out of nowhere. Because, like, I don't know, you follow him a little bit closer than I do. Did he he say who was going to be on the project before he dropped it, or no? The only person he really talked about was Kid Cudi, because he was really excited for that. Okay. The Kid Cudi feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you were just as surprised as I was, right, the first time when you hear the Andre feature. I'm a huge Andre fan, too, and that was, like... Nicest surprise, I think, of 2016 so far. Yeah, one of the greatest surprises. Um, he just he just appeared out of nowhere. Andre's been Andre's been putting in some work recently, so it has me excited. I know it does too, but Wait, that's but... A, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Well, give me another positive. It can be a song. It can be a, it can be a okay. part of a song. Whatever you. This do. album has the best intro and beginning of I think any album this year. Yeah, it brings so much energy. The first the first three songs especially. Mm-hmm. It just it. Starts off with the ends, and then in through way back and coordinate, just energy nonstop. Yeah, I think it's like a perfect party music almost. Yeah, Straight. way back is so good. Yes. Uh, I can't tell you. It's it's a super hype track. I love it. James Harden with the range, homie, stay back. <laughs> I mean, that was awesome. The beat switch was awesome, and I felt yes. it perfectly uh, transitioned to the next track too. Coordinate. So, yeah, which was real nice. Uh, who's the? You know the guy in the intro is who's like, of coordinate. Oh no, I don't. I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can pull up the track list actually because I I have it on. Genius I wish here. you would have the features just so I know. But yeah, no, I I have one with the features on it. Uh, okay, what? so it's a uh, Black Youngster. That's uh, who it was. Okay, uh, I I've I've heard the name, but I can't say I'm familiar he gets with his work. Track. Yeah, he starts yeah. yelling. You're like, yeah, yeah exactly. What's what the sound like? Just like, hey, hey, Travis Scott. Yeah, <laughs> but then okay, number four. I think I think this is both one of our positives too. Is through the late night, right? Yes. With the Kid Cudi, the Kid Cudi day and night sample was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. One Kid of the Cud- best samples like I've he, heard. Hearing Kid Cudi next album. to Travis, you can you can really see the influence that yeah. Kid Cudi has on Travis. They both oh have yeah, that, totally. That moaning sound. Yeah, that moaning and the moaning <laughs> auto tune, and it worked so well. The the beat switches and everything, and the sampling was just like I said, phenomenal on yes. this on this song. Travis, it's really good. Travis actually raps like a verse. Yeah, here. yeah, and like and like we're also like from that generation. You and I are from that generation where like day and night was like the most pop like that's like an iconic song for our generation yeah everyone like who was in high school with us yeah everyone who's in high yeah everyone who's in high school with us knows that song that's that's an all-time song so it was like so cool to see that one and then um and then give me another one of your favorites when it comes to the uh when it comes to the album i really like goosebumps yeah okay goosebumps Goosebumps, obviously the kendrick the kendrick feature that was awesome yeah i love kendrick he does a very variety rap style he's like he what can't he do at I this know. point? Like that's what I'm saying. He was all over the place in that verse, but it worked perfectly. I think for it the did. I I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he rapped in the falsetto. Yeah, and usually like when rappers try to pull that off, it doesn't work. But I know Kendrick and, killed it. And Kendrick, yeah, again, like I said, when you're listening to this album, you don't have the features in front of you, so you're just mm-hmm. like you're just anticipating. You're just again, Travis Scott's always been known to collaborate with a lot of people, and he's also been known to like create interesting collaborations. So the whole process of the album, you're like thinking, uh, who's going to be on this song? And then all of a sudden, Kendrick Lamar just popped up, and you know, yeah. me being a Kendrick fan, I was like going nuts, and it was it was so it was so cool. It was it was an awesome sound. It's super catchy hook. I love the hook. Yeah. I get goose. Yeah, it's it's real good. Um, Travis has really catchy hooks a lot yeah, of time. His hooks on here were phenomenal. I think that was one of my strong points. Um, you have any more uh, strong points? Well, pick up the phone for sure. Yeah, pick up the phone. As a, that track, I've been listening to that track since I think June now. And yeah. I still haven't gotten tired of it. That just like 
that just tells me how good of a song it is, I think. Yeah, it's it's really catchy. Young Thug, probably, Young, like, I'm not a big Young Thug I, fan, but I yeah. talk about this a lot. I think Travis Scott and Young Thug need to make an album together, just because really? I think they work so well. Yeah. Like, all the collaborations. Oh, yeah, the, the chemistry's there. I would say, I would argue that that's probably, that one and the Kid Cudi one are two of the best, like, chemistry um, yes. he has with any with any of the features on this. Uh, but also another good feature was the first take, which was right after Goosebump with Bryson Tiller. Uh, not the biggest Bryson Tiller fan, but like he, 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 he pulled it. it off. Yeah, yeah, he pulled it off very well, and it was a, it was an interesting sound for him. Like I said, this whole album had like a great atmospheric vibe, and I really yes. love that. I really love that about the album. But um, do you got any more positives you want to get into before we transition to some some negatives and some criticism? I think I said all my major ones. Okay. All right. Let's transition into the negatives. So, Will, give me one thing that you uh, that you felt negatively about this album. I think after probably the first four songs, the album starts losing a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't really pick it up again. Until Goosebumps. Yeah, probably Goosebumps. Is yeah. a, or maybe Outside. But Oh, yeah. Outside is before Goosebumps, right? Yeah. yeah. Outside for sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree that the momentum kind of dies down. And one of... Go go ahead. You you want to elaborate on it? Uh, not really. I was oh, okay. Think of something else. Okay, yeah. Um, one thing I was gonna bring up was uh, the album is kind of hard to follow if you just have it on in the background, like because there's so many beat switches. There's a wide variety of of transitions and beats overall. He's known for and, that. And yeah, That's and it. and a wide variety of features too. And again, the choice list, the choice to not list features actually is really makes it even harder to follow because if you're if you're looking if you know the features coming in but you don't know where they are it kind of really confuses you and throws you off yeah so overall this album is like very hard to follow i feel like i feel like to get the most out of this album you have to pull up rap genius and like follow through it with rap genius Mm -hmm. wouldn't you agree like it's very difficult unless you like you like all the random surprises yeah yeah yeah, the like, chaos. <laughs> but I'm saying to like truly understand the album, you yeah. have to. You probably have to. I know. You know I know it. all like the features or what songs they're on until yeah. probably like yesterday. I probably got them all down now. Yeah, yeah, I know. It t- it takes a while too. So that's one of my that's one of my negatives. Do you have a negative you wanted to give? I'd say the mixing for sure on this album is another okay. negative for me. All right, talk to him because you're a producer, so you know these things. Give give us so, some insight. Give us your producer ear. In in the professional music industry, they have. Uh, one of the hardest things to do probably is mixing and mastering an album, making it like perfect so everyone can listen to it. But I think on this album, they really, the produ- the mixer Mike Dean kind of fell short, and he kind of made the beats sound distorted and kind of clipping your ears a little bit. If you're listening to the album on headphones, you can definitely hear. Yeah. I'm like the first four songs are outside outside especially, but there's a there's some major clipping issues overall, and also sometimes the vocals are too loud. I don't know if yeah. you noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I noticed some of those things, but probably not to the extent that you notice them. Yeah. And, like, I would have to notice them with my beats, uh, which are, like, my go-to when I really want to listen to an album and learn mm-hmm. it. I have to have, like, my beats because they're my best headphones in my beat studios. And um, shout out to Dr. Dre, friend of the podcast. Speak <laughs> <laughs> sponsors the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Beats. Um, but, no, but, no, yeah, it, I feel you on that. It's, it's, very, it's very hard to... Um, yeah, it's very hard the to vocals, ignore. Yeah. Vocals sometimes are just a little loud. I think overall. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's a good point, and that's again, that's why that's why Will Wade was perfect for this feature yeah. on this because he's a, he is he's one of the greatest producers around here, if not the greatest. <laughs> I'll take the and, title of greatest. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the title of greatest. Uh, but Prove he's like, wrong. <laughs> but he drops about as many projects as J Electronica. So, 
yeah, that's that's, true. that's the problem. But uh, when when he drops, it's it's a gem for sure. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got a great insight to the to all the all the production aspects, and this is a very production heavy album. So yes. I feel it works perfect. I think it's one of the reasons I really like him, Travis yeah. Scott. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the reasons I'm even drawn to him. Not, and I know nothing about producing or like any. Yeah, I'm like, still learning like production. He's things. kind of doing experimental things and like yeah, very experimental, very atmospheric trap sound that you don't yeah. really hear usually. Okay, so do you want to give another negative? Hmm. Oh uh, yeah, I think the last two songs in this album are not are not good. And like, really? I think they I like just, the weekend one. I just don't think but, it closes the album. Yeah, well. I, I think that's what I mean. That okay, like the, the closing to this album is just terrible. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the closing. It kind of just fades off, and like you expect something grand from Travis Scott, but really, yeah, yeah, it's just true. like all of a sudden it's like it's over, and you're like, oh, I guess it's done. Yeah, that's true. It felt like it felt like there could have been like a few more tracks that led up to the end or whatever. I I think it really dies down after pick up the phone, kind of. Yes, it really starts to die down. Lose didn't really need to be on the album either. I yeah. Think. Yeah, that was that was one of the ones you said was out for a while, right? Before that, there was a yeah, it has been around for a while. Before the album, and yeah. also it kind of sounds a little bit different than the rest of the album, almost. Yeah, I mean, everything else is like synthy, and that has like an orchestral, orchestral okay, yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, one of the things I had on here is I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Is a few times I feel like Travis Scott gets kind of outperformed by his features. Yes. Now we talked about this a little bit before the pod. Do you think it's more of because Kanye and like some of those good music artists have the tendency? Some artists just give the spotlight. There's a difference between giving the spotlight to another artist versus just being outperformed. And do you feel overall he was more outperformed or he was just kind of giving the spotlight to other artists? Well, I think it's a mixture of both, really. Because okay. some of his features, I mean, it's hard to outperform Andre. Andre will probably yeah. take the spotlight. Kendrick, Kendrick yep. too, will take the spotlight. But then, like, other, like I think Kid Cudi and him are about equal on the track. Yeah. Kid Cudi had, like, kind of a weird feature. Yeah, just singing, yeah. Singing the Kid Cudi, like like the Kid Cudi one was one of the best ones in terms of like in terms of like they both really brought it, and yeah. I think it was equal. But okay. it, even then, even then, it still feels like it still almost feels like Cudi's song because it's like equal. And and if you're if you're equal or below as as the person as a person who owns the song, you should always be like yes. above, you know. And so. also, pick up the phone. I love that song, but Travis is really only on like. The beginning, yeah. he has like a, a kind of a verse at the beginning, but then like Young yeah. Thug kind of steals the show, and then then right. Quavo comes in and takes the show. Yeah, exactly. And, it's like, and then even we've talked happened. about this too. Twenty One Savage. Yes, Twenty One yeah. Savage dropped the, the verse of his career on this <laughs> on this album. I could not. I didn't believe it was him at first. I thought it was someone else. But. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be somebody else because he's not that good. I'm not a fan of um, Twenty One Savage at this point in my music career. I'm not really either. Yeah, but uh, but no, you brought it, and mm-hmm. again, he outperformed Travis. Uh, sometimes his vocals did sound generic too to me, which didn't separate any. He kind of he kind of sounded like another auto tune rapper at some point, you know. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think he really um, I don't think he really separated himself often throughout the album, you know. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of my problems. Did you have any other problems before we got into overall thoughts? Uh, not really. I think uh, maybe. Guidance. I feel like Guidance is another song that yeah. the sonically didn't like fit the re- the really like the themes of the album. Like, okay. Usually, it's what, like, why why do you say that though? Because usually it's like the atmospheric trap thing, but that song was almost like a dance. It had okay. like the dance tempo. Yeah, it seemed like kind of like he just wanted to throw it on the album. Yeah, it kind of seemed like it was one of those like like kind of like uh, what school what Schoolboy Q did with Overtime, right? Like just like kind mm-hmm. of like a record that didn't fit the album, but like he loved it, so he yeah. did it on at the end. 
Um, yeah, I, I can see that now that you say that, but I'm just curious because I didn't, I didn't catch that the first time, uh, the, the first couple of times I listened to it. I still haven't caught it even, even the 12th or 20th time I've listened to it now. I mean, I've listened to that album so much now, but, um, yeah, I never, I never caught that in terms of, in terms of, you say it's more of a dance record. Well, it just has like that more dance vibe than the, the other, like, it doesn't have yeah. the same trap themes, I would say, like the heavy weights and stuff. It's more. Okay. The kick's like a dance kick. All right, yeah, I, I buy that. I could, go, I could get more into it, I guess, but like... Yeah. A dance song. Yeah, it's... it's a dance hall song. That's hard to describe it. Exactly. Um, I Okay, so overall, I love this album, and it offers many different styles and sounds, and yet it's somehow, like we like we were saying, for the most part, minus a few songs, it was very cohesive, right? Mm-hmm. Which was crazy because of the wide range of songs. Yeah. Like, if you were to hear these all separately at different times you wouldn't think that it all came together the way it did. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's kind of, he has thought. a great, he uses synths, I think better than like any other artist. Yeah. Like he, cause he uses synths on, I think every single track up through, up through, I think up until lose every single track is just synths. And he's yeah, like heavy synths. Yeah. And they're all like lush and like full sounding. It's yeah. Just, you don't usually hear that from, from artists. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. all Although the features are not listed, it's great to me because uh, the project is so versatile that if you have no idea of the features, it'll totally keep you on your toes and wondering what's next. We kind of said that earlier in the podcast, but I think it's worth mentioning because I think that's one of the strongest things about this album, actually, is the fact that it does it does kind of like keep you engaged and it does kind of reel yeah. you in. Like It's really hard to just listen to this album as background. There are a lot of parts that bring you in. Wouldn't you say that? Mm-hmm. I would. I would totally. Um, the different, yeah, the rap, the variety of rappers on here probably helps a lot. Yeah, that's too. The variety of different sounds. Uh, go ahead and give me another overall thought you had on the album. Uh, originally, when Travis was talking about it, he said the main goal of the album was to like rock arenas. That's what he said. He mm-hmm. thought that rodeo fell short and that it wasn't really a lot of the songs in there didn't really when you play them in arenas, people wouldn't like vibe. Yeah, and they kind of get bored. And so I think overall. His main goal was to make stuff that had a lot of energy. I think overall the album really brought that. Yeah, there was yeah. A, I would a couple say, of low points, but overall, I'd say. I don't. Yeah, but you need those. Like that. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've learned since like diving into music is like since I've become more of a fan of of music and like the cohesion of an album. I've learned that like you have to have uh you have to have like low points in order to set the like, contrast to like set the contrast. Yeah, and and it not only enhances the the other songs, but like. That's why. That's why. Not to bring up Kendrick again, but that's why. Like for free is so important to the album because for free is the only humorous moment in a very very dark album. I love that song. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, and it's just a great contrast, right? Like, you need a break yeah. from all the. I heard the first time I all the emotion. Was yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, this is absurd. What is the song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll save that for another podcast. Um, overall, I had, I had, I had some other closing thoughts. Uh, just. I said I said I felt that Travis did get outshined on his features. I said that earlier, but I think some of it is he purposely gives a spotlight and he kind of just fulfills his role in the song. I think he I think he showed that he's pretty good at that too, knowing kind of knowing his role in a song. Wouldn't yeah. you say he's he's one of the better artists when it comes to that? Yes, you, you know, so his job's like the melody, kind of. Yeah, his job's the melody, the hook usually. Yeah. Um, but even the hook, he shared the spotlight on the hook sometimes, and and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, the collaborations. My initial expectations was I was really interested in the collaborations. I did not know the collaborations until I listened to the album, and uh, then 
then the collaborations just totally surprised me. They were fantastic. I had problems with pretty much none of them. Yes, they were all all great. I think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any any of them were bad. I mean, there were a few that were kind of you know just there, like the one in uh, coordinate was just kind of it, yeah. it was kind of a thing. It wasn't it just, really. It sets the tone for the track, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just guy rambling. Exactly, but um, I I think I think that overall. All the collaborations were perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, Andre Kendrick stole the Nav show. Nav, too, like, on Beebs in the Trap. We didn't yeah. mention him. But that's oh, yeah, a, he's a SoundCloud rapper that Travis just kind of, like, contacted on SoundCloud one day. Really? Yeah, and he brought him in the studio and made that song with him. Wow. That's, that's yeah. amazing, actually. Yeah, and that guy, that. he brought his verse, too. It wasn't bad. It was a good yeah. verse. Yeah, exactly. And then Travis Scott gave the production, too. Um, but, yeah, overall, overall, it showed, to me, this album showed just how versatile Travis Scott is. Like, I think if... I think... If this is, I mean, now you're more familiar with his earlier work than I am, but I feel like this is the most accurate representation of of tr- who Travis Scott is. This album, would you agree with that or no? I wouldn't agree. I you think wouldn't? I think Rodeo is the better album, like in terms of because I think Rodeo has a lot more experimental stuff going on, mm-hmm. and like like the the beat changes are a lot more experimental, and uh, the song yeah. structure too is different. But I could go into that. I think I could do like a whole discussion on that. Okay. Okay. Well, you can you can elaborate on it a little bit if you feel. If you feel you want well, to I think elaborate it, that, point. I think the uh, the whole vibing element that Travis brings a lot better on Rodeo overall. Okay, and uh, I think I think like the strongest songs Travis Scott's made, like Nine Hundred Two One Zero on Rodeo. Yeah, Oh My This Side and Maria I'm Drunk. They like those have like great beat switches and stuff, and like they really like the beat switches to like a fully different element. Like you you don't really expect it at all. Yeah, and I think compared to Birds, he doesn't really have anything any moments like that. They're like. It's like standout moment. Where you're like, I didn't expect this beat switch, but this is phenomenal. No way, switches. See now, maybe me being not as new to, not as new, or more, I should say, more new to Travis than you. Mm-hmm. I I was completely thrown off and surprised by Birds, like the the amount of beat switches. I said yeah. that I said that throughout the podcast. He loves multiple doing times that. He loves the beat switches were great to me, but they're 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 still great. But I think on Rodeo, they're like they're just more impactful. You yeah. Think? Okay. I. I'll I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'm, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm I still, a huge Travis fan. I still I still I've only listened to Rodeo a few times all the way through, but um, I, I think his I like this album better. Oh, for now. Oh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I do got to yeah. give Rodeo more of a shot, but I think I, I think, think most I think a lot of people prefer this one. Yeah, most of, most of my friends I've talked to shot the Tom Ostrom. Yeah, shot the Colin Popa. Actually, Colin like friends Rodeo of more. the show, by the way. Yeah. Tom's never been on here, but I think he will be eventually. Yeah, he he'll have to be. Yeah. He'll have to be on here. But um, yeah, yeah. I actually ran a Twitter poll before the before the uh, before the podcast, and I said, "What is which album do you guys like better?" Now, granted, I ran that about um, about a little over. I think it ended four or five days ago. So I mean, the album was only out for a good four or five days before the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, but. It was sixty percent said uh, Travis Scott's album was better, or this one was better, "The Birds in the Trap" sing McKnight than than Rodeo. Oh, which I, I mean, I disagree, but I'm not going to argue with these people. Well, you know, I mean, only smart people are on Twitter, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, only the brightest and, and only the can, brightest of. If we can of contact people. all these people and bring them into the podcast and we have a debate, <laughs> I'll, I'll be down. We'll, we'll take on all of them. <laughs> I will be me versus like I don't know how many people. Yeah. It didn't get a lot. I'm not famous. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, well. Before before we get out of here, is there any close um, closing thoughts? Like, obviously, we'll we'll get to your grade in a second. But 
is there any closing thoughts in terms of your versus your initial expectations how did you feel about this album i think did it live up did it was it it, it definitely it lived up to my expectations that i had set from what like travis was saying and uh i think that there's a couple weak points overall in the album but i think that i mean there's always gonna be at least one yeah one weak point nothing's perfect but uh it definitely lived up my expectations and i i think it's a great for putting out an album a year pretty much for the last four years Travis has been really consistent with quality, which is something mm-hmm. I think important in an artist. And it's very hard. Where nowadays we're seeing more and more drop off between uh, between releases of yes. albums, more and more space, I should say, of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Kendrick, for example. I mean, three what two and a half years between Good Kid, Mad City, and Pimp Butterfly. Right. There was a lot of style change in that two and a half yeah, years. That that's tr- that's true. But um, I mean, Schoolboy Q was two years. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kanye forever. Yes, <laughs> Kanye forever. Kanye does. Yeah. Whatever he wants to and puts out whatever. But all right, so Will, give me a grade out of 10 you feel this album deserves. I think I would give this album a 9 out of 10. Wow. Art, art scale is a little bit different overall, but yeah. I would give this a 9, I think. Okay. So then, so then, okay, what do, you, what do you mean by a 9? Because to me, a 9 would be a, a classic. Like a classic hip-hop album that would live on for generations. For me, you think... I think classic is, isn't part of like my scale i think okay, yeah. classic albums to me are like albums Tense. that or like albums that influence like hip-hop yeah. as a whole it's not necessarily necessarily like great albums okay yeah but for me like it's a personal thing that tends the highest honor i could give an album yeah and like it's really just subjective like how many times i listen to it and how often i come back to it mm-hmm. and i've listened to birds probably like an abundance of <laughs> i can i probably i listened to it four times today i think overall like front which, to back yeah just wow. driving out to yeah i know I mean, a, that's very impressive, because, I mean, with how many hours there are in a day... I, I know. It's because I always... I get wrapped up in the beats. Like, I get really involved in trying to figure out all the production and stuff. Yeah. And because of that, I think I'd give it a 9 overall. Okay, yeah. I, I'll give it a 7, which to me is, is good. It's That's a good grade. That's one of the best grades I've given this year. Uh, most of my albums have been 6s or 7s, so, I mean, it's up there. It's up there with albums uh, that I've that I've talked about this year. To me, it's one of it's arguably a top five release. I don't know if it quite cracks the top five of the year yet for me. I don't think so, but um, but you know maybe maybe if uh, it depends on how other things play out, if things fall out of the rotation. But yeah, right now I would say it's on the outside looking in of top five. But it's definitely a top ten album this year for me in terms of uh, in yes. terms of hip hop. I think it rivals like the life of Pablo for me. I think in terms of albums. Okay. So, so would you say it's a top five release, or would you say... I'd say top three for me. Top three, wow. I mean, I give okay. it a nine. I have, I have to yeah, yeah, yeah. that's now. true. That's true, yeah. For me, uh, yeah, it's a big part of it. It's like how much I come back to it and stuff, like I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've listened to this, I, I want to say, close to 20 times, front to back. Not counting the times I, I probably, just threw on songs, you know? I'm probably like 30 or 40, I yeah. think, overall. <laughs> probably more than that. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy will listen to Travis a lot, but... But I mean, again, you are perfect for this. You are perfect for this podcast. Yeah. Will uh, this is a very production heavy hope, album? Hope people are angry at me for my my score. I'll argue with them. Yeah, I'll happily do it. Yeah, well, give them your Twitter so they can fight you if you. It's ever. at Will Wait Three Thousand. Just tweet at me. I'll tweet back. I'm on Twitter all day. Yeah, <laughs> and also um, also tweet at him if you want some fire beats because this yeah. guy this guy made the intro to both my hip hop series. Yes. And my and my NBA series. So shout out to Will Wade. I'll put a I'm the link greatest, to SoundCloud. Greatest beat maker of all time. <laughs> in this room. 
The greatest beat maker in this room, that's for damn. Uh, they call me Jay Willa. Jay Willa. For Jay Dilla. I Jay, said that. Jay Willa. Oh, man. R.I.P. Jay Dilla. Yeah, R.I.P. All right, I guess that's how the we're going to end the podcast, guys. All right, so you guys know where to find me. Uh, my Twitter is at Crispy1132. That's C H R I S P Y 1132. In there, you will find a link to my Podbean and my iTunes, so whatever. Um, both of them have all of my content I've ever posted, so you can find uh, you can find everything, and it's just whatever you prefer. Apple users prefer iTunes. Uh, Android users prefer prefer Podbean, so it's what it's whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah. But subscribe, share, yes. rate, leave comments, because all of that is free for you. I am the only one paying and losing money. <laughs> but... Uh, once again, thank you guys for the support. As always, continue to support, please. And Will Wade, let's close it out with the introduction beat you made. a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.